0: Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp. And today, I'm going to take a listener's question. This question has been asked many times to me, but a listener asks, Pastor, how is it that I know how to live, what to do, when something is questionable? I don't necessarily think it's wrong, but others do. How do I live? How do I deal with that? Do I let others control my life? When do I do things that are questionable? Well, just to ask that question is obviously uh, someone is wrestling with a particular practice or going to an event or doing something that there's an exercise in their mind about it. And so I would just give you a general principle. When in doubt, don't. Because if you are doubting about whether something is right or not, don't ask the question, is this wrong? Because in doing that, many times we're asking, what can I do, get by with, and still be right with God? But there are legitimate times when someplace where we are or someplace where we're with someone or we're invited to something as a couple or someone is participating in something that's not necessarily wrong in itself or it's not wrong to be somewhere. But there are other considerations to that, because you see, when we become children of God, we give up our rights. We belong to Jesus Christ. He is our Lord, our Savior, our God. And whatever pleases Him, that's what we want to do. Because the moment we are saved and we pass from death into life and we become bond slaves of Jesus, that's a willing slave, we do that not by constraint but by choice, then all of life changes. It reorients our thinking. And over time, when we grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus and we study His Word— We learn more and more how to live in obedience to Him and to die to ourselves and those things which pleases us because we are living to please Him. But in the book of 1 Corinthians, we're given what I believe are some real solid guidelines to deal with questionable issues because the Corinthians dealt with questionable issues. As a matter of fact, the context of 1 Corinthians, not to take too much time, but the context of 1 Corinthians is the Apostle Paul had left Corinth and he had gone farther on his missionary journey and he was writing back to them because he hadn't been gone that long and they had already messed up on everything that he told them. As a matter of fact, 1 Corinthians is a letter that answers a lot of questions that they had, and everything they asked Paul about that they were doing, they were doing wrong. In every aspect, they were doing nothing right. And so I know it's comical, but really that is a picture sometimes of us because we think we're so into it and so doing the right thing, and we don't know enough Scripture to even be doing the right thing. And if we are left to our own wit, if we're left to our own thinking, if we're left to our own emotion, then we're going to get it wrong every time. And so the Apostle Paul really deals with this issue of how we are to relate to other people and how we are to relate to questionable things, because there are questionable things in life. Everything's just not cut and dried in the Christian life. And uh, God gives us the ability to make choices. But Paul was writing to them about many, many uh, questions that they were answering. And in first Corinthians chapter six and verse 12, we have what I believe are the first two guidelines in Christian living in our relationship with others. And here's what the apostle Paul said. He said, all things are lawful for me. Now, that word lawful is literally the word, which means I would translate it permissible. All things are permissible for me. In other words, there's no one standing over me with a whip saying I've got to live for Jesus this way. I've got to do something this way. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. Now, this is the word sumferi, and it's the a compound word, which means together, and then the word to bear along. It's the idea of getting it together, of bringing things together, of bringing people together, of bringing uh, someone together, bringing a group together. And what this has the idea of, because there was much division at Corinth, what the Apostle Paul is saying here is, uh, yes, I can do things. I'm free to do anything, but it doesn't necessarily bring the body together and bring children of God together. You see, there's something about this body life that's very important that we in the West have missed terribly. And we have so little fellowship that it doesn't mean very much to us anymore. And so it was a, it was the lifeblood of the early church because they were being persecuted and they needed each other desperately. And so when they hurt one another and they, they divided the body, then uh, they were actually cutting out from under them their own legs of support. And so the apostle Paul said, Yes, I'm permitted to do all things, but everything doesn't bring the body together. You see, the Christian life is not about us. It never has been about us. It's about Jesus. It's about others. That's why we are commanded to love God and to love him and then to love each other. But then he says also a second thing, in that same verse, all things are lawful for me. He repeats this formula, but I will not be brought under the power of any. If you're involved in something and you are addicted to it, or you are uh, overpowered by it, you cannot control it. You cannot get out from under it. It is controlling you. Then that's not of God. You're already way over your head. So the two principles in this one verse of first Corinthians chapter six, about living life in a way that's pleasing to God. And when our ways please the Lord, even he may, Makes our enemies to be at peace with us according to the scriptures. And so when we look at what the scripture says, the first two things is we can do all things. All things are lawful for us. That is, God's not going to stand over us with a whip because he has made us free, but not free to do anything we want to, but free to please him because before we're saved, we cannot please him. There's no way we can because we're living our own lives and not a life of faith and trust that's uh, been redeemed by the Lord himself. So he said, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not advantageous or profitable or bring uh, the body together and bring people together. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under its power. So the first two questions we need to ask about anything that's questionable in our lives is, number one, is if people see me engaged in this activity, is this going to be profitable for them? Is this going to be a blessing to them? Is this going to be helpful for them? Is this going to bring us together and closer together? Secondly, all things are lawful for me, but you need to ask the question, am I controlled by this? Am I under its power? Is this dominating my life? So that's the first two principles. The third is in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 13. He says, therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat again, lest I make my brother stumble. Now, the word stumble here is the word scandalizo. It's where we get the word noun form, scandalon. It's a scandal. And the idea is a stumbling block. What we never want to do is to put a stumbling block before someone else because someone might see us doing something and it's not wrong in itself and there's nothing absolutely wrong with it and God gives us the freedom to do it. But because of a weak conscience, we have to be careful that we don't willfully say, well, they just need to get over it and they need to grow up. Well, the fact is that's not the attitude of the child of God and we have to be very careful in what we do. So the third principle to move along here is this. Is this going to become a scandal? Is this going to cause uh, my brother to stumble? So you've got three principles already. Uh, Ask yourself the question, is what I'm engaged in, what I'm involved in, where I am, is this profitable? Is this going to help people? Is this going to bring people together? Or is it going to divide? Am I living habitual life under addiction or I cannot break the power of whatever this is that I'm engaged in? I cannot quit it. And by the way, that may be something good that's just dominating your life that you think you absolutely cannot live without. Let me just tell you, we can live without anything except the Lord Jesus and his smile upon our lives. That is what we cannot live without. And then the third thing is is it a stumbling block to someone else? Then, very quickly, in chapter 9, the Apostle Paul begins talking in verse 24, and he's talking about discipline in his life. He said, Do you not know that those who run in a race, they all run, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. That is, the prize. Run on purpose. Our life is made on purpose, for a purpose, with purpose. And everyone who competes for the prize is disciplined, is self-controlled in all things. Now, they do it. That is, Those who ran in the Ismanian Games near Corinth in that isthmus between the Peloponnesia province and Little Island there, and then on the other side of that isthmus, the country of Greece itself, the mainland. And between the Olympic Games were the Ismanian Games. So they knew very well about the discipline of an athlete. And there's a lot more to say here, but I don't have time for that. And so he says, now they do it, these athletes, to obtain perishable, a corruptible crown. They would do it for oak leaves that, or laurel crowns that would fade away, that would die off in just a couple of days. But we do it for an imperishable crown, one that Jesus is going to give us. He said, therefore, I run the... Thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight not one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Literally, the phrase here is, I give my body a black eye. It's the idea of striking under the eye. I buffet my body. I I bring it under subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself might be dokimazo, that means to be approved, and then it has an alpha privative on the front of it, which means disapproved or disqualified. So we need to ask ourselves, is this fleshly oriented? Is it under my control or am I out of control? Am I, am I just doing this because I cannot help it? Is this an act of discipline or is this something that I'm just out of control and I'm going to do what I want to do? And so we have to ask ourselves that question. And then in chapter 10 and verse 23, we have two more guidelines in living a godly life that is unoffensive to our brothers and sisters. In verse 23, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. That is the repeating of the first one that I gave you. And anytime something is repeated in the scriptures, it is there for emphasis. And so that is a very important one. We need to be able to bring people together and whatever we're doing, if it's divisive, we need to look at it. If it's dividing the body of Christ, I'm not talking about telling the truth. I'm not talking about being godly. I'm talking about questionable things that have to do that are not clearly stated in the Word of God. If we offend people in living a godly life, then that's another whole thing. What I'm talking about are questionable things that come under the idea of Christian liberty. But then in verse 23, the second part of it, he says, all things are lawful for me. Here's that formula again. All things are permissible, but all things do not edify, the New King James says. And our modern version says, that is the word to build a house. He said, everything doesn't build up, everything doesn't edify, everything doesn't help build the house that God's making. Here again is this idea of the body life. The Bible refers to the church as the bride, yes, but he also refers to it as a building, as something that's being built up. He's talking about a body, something that we don't need to destroy, something we need to care for. And so you have four and five of those guidelines here. And then in verse 31 of chapter 10, he says, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think this is the ultimate question that we ask, is what I'm doing bringing praise praise and honor to God because the word glorify means to give value and worth to something. In other words, is someone going to look at what I'm doing and go away and speak highly of Jesus is what I'm engaged in. Is this going to cause them to say, oh my goodness, that makes me want to love Jesus more. That makes me want to be involved in their lives and to be in fellowship with them. And so as we go through these, I want to go through them very quickly just so that you can get these and then you can go back and listen to this again when you look at first Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12 there are two principles there where he says uh, all things are lawful for me but all things do not bring people together and help bring uh, things together and again he's talking about the body of Christ second guideline is is it going to be something that is I'm going to come under the authority of whatever it is I'm engaged in is this going to exercise authority over me because he said all things are lawful for me that is is all things are permissible, but I refuse to be brought under anything's authority that's going to dominate my life other than Jesus. Number three, 1 Corinthians 8, 13, where he says, I never want to cause my brother to stumble. I don't want people to look at me and say he is a scandal and he is someone that is causing others to stumble. And then four. First Corinthians nine twenty four through 27, especially verse 27, where the apostle Paul says, is this something that has been brought about because of a lack of discipline in my life? Am I buffeting my body? Am I disciplining my body to where I am bringing glory to God or whether I am uh, just completely doing something that's going to disqualify me in the race that God has set before me? And then 5, 1 uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 10 verse 23, he repeats, all things are lawful for me, but all things uh, are not going to bring together. And then he says, all things are lawful for me, but everything doesn't build up. Everything doesn't build up. Others doesn't build up uh, the body. And we need to watch about spending too much time around things that that are just worthless and that are leisure, because that is not something we all need that. What we have in our lives is really too much leisure, not the other way around. And then finally he says, whatever we do, let's do all to the glory of God. So when you take these six. Principles of how, Pastor, do I live my life in Christian freedom, and how do I know when I'm asked to do things and be involved in things? How do I have a discerning heart and a discerning mind about what to do, how to do it, when to do it? And uh, there are no—it's—it's it's not a clear-cut thing in the scriptures. And I've followed the principles the best I can. Then I would just say to you, you can put this rubric, you can put this uh, grid, you can—these can be guidelines that will help you. These are not hard. And fast rules, but the things that the Apostle Paul answered to people who were struggling with things, who were having difficulty with unity in the body and a selfish living and, and living just to please themselves. And again, that is not what God called us to do. God called us to live a life that's pleasing to him and serving others. I pray this is a help to you as you walk on the way.